What's happening, party people? Thank you for downloading this week's episode of Series 5 of the What The Fartlek podcast. As always, Rob and I are here to bring you some inspirational stories from our amazing running community and some absolute nonsense from us sandwiched in between. Now, please do take a moment to subscribe wherever it is that you get your podcasts. And if you're listening through Apple Podcasts, the best way you can support us is by leaving a rating and a review. Yeah, we love interacting with you guys, so please give us a follow on social media. You can find us by searching What The Fartlek on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok and YouTube. And we also have a new website at www.whatthefartlek.com. Now we're on a mission this series to build our Fartlek family, our online running community. And we would love you to be a part of it. We're arranging challenges, meetups and a supportive network of running pals. If you'd like to be involved, please do get in touch for some more information. And with that being said, seeing as I did a such a good job of this last time, hit the music! Are you alone, groupie, and are you enjoy your run? Back to take it easy, you're shooting up like a gun. Whatever your ability is, it's a place to be. So welcome to the world of fun, like run community. If you're 17, 25, push it in your tail. Come along, join us, this is the place for you. Time again! Time to record and we're in the studio this time, Matthew. Face to face. Well, not face to face, a big computer screen in front. <laughs> oh, hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, very exciting, though. We are in the studio together. We've got two microphones. We're trying something new. Uh, how are you feeling today, buddy? I'm feeling great, mate. How are you? I'm very, very well. Oh, I, I forgot to say, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Series 5, Episode 3 of the What the Father Podcast. My name's Rob. And I am Matthew. And uh, yeah, so I'm good, thank you, mate. I'm good. Uh, right. Excited to be here with you. Mm-hmm. And excited to be back recording again, uh, mm-hmm. albeit a little bit last minute. Uh, we're recording on Wednesday night. Yes. So uh, look gonna... a bit late to the uh, to the party, but uh, I'm sure it'll all be uploaded and ready for your listening pleasure tomorrow morning. Well, it will be because this dickhead's gonna have to stay up all night doing it. <laughs> but, um, how's your week been, my friend? It's been so so real. I've uh, I've recently booked another marathon because I'm. A an idiot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I saw everybody's uh, Manchester, 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 Manchester. Manchester, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, so everybody's Manchester Marathon post, and it's kind of given me a little bit of a spur to kick on. I know my injury's gone, and I spoke to you about it, and uh, want to kick on from there and, and try and get this PB that I've been aiming for for the last couple of years. So yeah, all good. And uh, also, I've set up Donna a new training plan, obviously, with um, Alton Tower just around the corner. Uh, she's She's coming to train for that, so uh, yeah, all looking good. Very exciting, mm. mate. And, yeah. I, and yeah, Manchester was super inspirational, it was, wasn't it? Like yes. seeing everybody, and we went out and supported, and that was great. Mm. So um, yeah, I think you can do amazing, mate. And I will definitely be there to watch you. Uh, albeit you, I'm definitely not running. Let's it. just hope training goes well this time. <laughs> you mean training goes at all? Yeah, well, there is that. I mean, I've set myself up, and I've already set myself the base build that I should have done last year. Yeah, uh, for, for this marathon that we've just done. Uh, and I'm just, I've just adapted the, the plan that Jack gave us from last time round and uh, changed the dates around and just going to go from there yeah. uh, and use that um, for the next one. So, uh, yeah, fingers crossed everything goes runs smoothly and, uh, yeah, I can't wait to get racing. I think you're going to absolutely smash mm. it, mate. And we've got lots of races in between, haven't we? All the towers coming up, uh, a few other bits and bats. Um, so, tell, why don't you tell me what's on the show today, Matt? Yeah, so we've got a, a chat with uh, Joe Hammond, uh, Statman John's... Uh, jo- Jack's going to try and enter Statman John's in a... Why was that so difficult I to say? I don't know, mate. You make it look so hard. <laughs> uh, 
uh, roll calls, thank yous, uh, a little bit of everything really today. Lovely. Mm. Looking forward to it, excited. I'm very excited for Joe Hammond's um, uh, interview. It's Breast Cancer mm, Awareness yes. Month at the moment. She's okay. a breast cancer survivor and also a huge part of the online running community, a valued Fartlet family OG. So I can't wait to hear a little bit more about uh, about how she got into running. Um, uh, uh, and, and, and also equally importantly about her journey with breast cancer um, uh, how, how she came about finding it uh, getting a diagnosis how the journey went um, just just to give some context to people I think because it is super important you guys get checked we've we've got our own story that's happened on the back of it I'm not mm-hmm. going to dwell on it too much but Joe from our team is fighting her own battle with breast cancer and she credits Joe Hammond um, as being the person who, uh, who encouraged her to go and get checked and and now she's in a, a place a very difficult journey going forward but she's uh, but but with a positive prognosis and and hopefully um you know going to be well on the road to recovery really quickly mm-hmm. so um so just a big reflection of how important it is to get to check yourself regularly not just for breast cancer you know boys make sure you're checking your bits as well um but uh but equally yeah um uh, you know wanted to make a point of saying to joe our our joe to 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 Josephine, um, that we love you very much and, and we know you're going to absolutely smash it um, uh, with your operation this week and your subsequent recovery. So, yeah, yeah. lots of love. Yeah, yeah, lots of love from everybody as well. Uh, on Instagram, we've seen loads of posts and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, lots and lots of love, Joe. Yeah, massively so. Uh, hey, I've got something to talk about. Mm-hmm. Did you see that article about that bloke? Uh, who ran London Marathon with a uh, imitation number? I did. I didn't see the article, but I saw the, the the photos. I think they were doing the rounds on Instagram and Twitter and stuff like that. Yeah, I saw that, but yeah. I didn't really read much into it. So social media's up in arms, right? Because this woman uh, went mm-hmm. and did London Marathon, and her husband or fella wanted to run it with her so badly mm. that he just faked a number. <laughs> yeah. And just and, and, and just ran it. And, yeah. And he and he's been, they've been found out, and they're truly sorry. And social media is up in arms. What's your take on it, Matt? <laughs> I mean, if he wants to run it with her, I mean, why, why not go from, say, when people can join in from mile three or mile two or whatever, and maybe, maybe run a few laps, uh, miles with her there. Did he get a medal at the end of it as well? I think he did. <laughs> I, I don't know the ins and outs. Here's my take on it. Yeah. Uh, it, it, is, it is proper shithousery. It's grade A shithousery, yeah. right? But there is a little bit of me that respects the flex. Like... <laughs> There is a little bit of me that respects the fact that that bloke, yeah. knowing full well, just went and took him, just took a medal. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's the, and it's the fact that they were the exact same bib number as well, running together yeah. side by side. Yeah, yeah. Damn you, marathon photos. <laughs> At least change one number around. Or, you know. We'd have got away with it if it wasn't you pesky marathon photos. Um, <laughs> they should have run it in Scooby-Doo costume as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean... There is a, there is a, oh. you know, a genuine side to this, isn't there, mate? Where it's like, it is pretty shitty to have done yeah, that. Yeah. You know, it makes a bit of a mockery of the ballot system and everyone's got a bit of a beer in the bonnet. But mm. you know what? There is a bit of me that fits. Ha ha! Dickhead. <laughs> yeah, so they're going to get a lot of back. I think they've got a lot of backlash of it as well on this. So yeah. uh, I think it is a bit of a dickish move, to be honest. Yeah. But uh, I understand where you're coming from with that. Yeah, just run a marathon sell out that's an option yeah that's true uh anyway uh that was just something that made me laugh in the news this week mafu um mm. we're on the back of manchester marathon marathon season is flying chester london the week yeah, before uh, chicago just happened as mm-hmm. well um berlin happened a couple of weeks ago 
Uh, we're rattling through them. And, of course, we've got uh, Yorkshire Marathon. Love Yorkshire, Yorkshire. Yo- Yorkshire. Yorkshire. <laughs> uh, it's coming up soon. We've got some far, like, family mm. members. I've been offered a place for that one as well. Is right. it an actual place or is, is it, it like a race number? <laughs> yeah, come, come around, yeah. I've printed one, I've scanned have you, it. Have, yeah, have you photocopied... Uh, I don't know, but it's give me an idea now. I've been have a you, you, yeah. bastard. Have, <laughs> yeah, what an absolute dick move. And then you've got gingerbread side runs on the phone. Mate, can I just have a look at your number, please? I just, I just want to get some ideas. No, yeah, I'll just have a your number, mate. I'll just scan you. Print another number off at work, fella. Brilliant, there we go, no. Uh, no, you're not going to do that, you horrible little bastard. Um, <laughs> no, I, I actually paid actual money, actual coinage to, to enter Manchester. So, you, said, yeah. you said actual a lot. Actually, actual coin. <laughs> actually, I used my bank account and spent some. <laughs> and spent some of my pennies. Um, yeah. all, all, the, all those extra hours you've been doing on buses. 63 bloody quid. Yeah, I've got. I, uh, Sammy, Sammy wants uh, to run it as well, and I've got to do it before midnight tonight. It's, all right. Um, is that not closes. just a, a, a gimmick? I think it. I think it is a gimmick, but it, I'd rather yeah, yeah. just get it done. It's no. not gonna get cheaper, is it? No, 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 not at all. Not the problem. Uh, so that's some yet marathon seasons happening. Are you uh, thinking about another one? No, I'm a bollocks. <laughs> I hated every minute of it. I just, <laughs> just a half then. I'll, t- I'll tell you what it taught me. I don't like running marathons. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, maybe, maybe in a in a few years' time, mm. but certainly not right now. I'm gonna book on to some ten k's, yeah. book on some half marathons, work on my middle distance times, and I'm gonna do it more. I am seeing, so very excited for that, guys. If you are thinking of booking yourself in some December ten k's, uh, Tatton Park are doing a Santa themed ten k on Saturday eleventh mm. of December, run through event, and then you've also got the following day. Blackburn, mm. you get to finish around Ewood Park. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad that's, thing, but you uh, do. Yeah, Blackburn um, Rovers Ground, is it? Blackburn Rovers Ground, yep. Yeah. Uh, and your man will be emceeing at both of them. So if you want to shout out from me and also fight like family little mini catch up afterwards, then get yourself signed on to one of those bad boys. Mm. They run through the Super Ford. Well, don't we've much more than 20 quid each. Yeah. Uh, well worth it. If you didn't get on to Percy Pud, uh, that was another scandal that happened. My, uh... <laughs> I don't get why everybody wants to run that. All you get at Ender is bloody Christmas pudding. Hey, right, okay, so we're assuming it's probably a, a funny uh, point to make. Um, so my running club, Steel City Striders, uh, if you're not local, uh, they do the Percy Pud 10K every Christmas. And it is a lovely race, very undulating, mm. out by the reservoirs and the peaks. You run around, it's now back to quick course. Um, uh, but it always sells out. And they don't ballot, uh, they, they put it on. And every year... It falls over. <laughs> and it just causes anarchy on social media. Facebook is not happy. <laughs> and um, and then there was scandal this year because somebody on the uh, on the Facebook page had got wind from a reliable source that Arish McColgan, who ran it two years ago mm. and won it, because uh, if you break the course record, yeah, you, you get a thousand pounds, pounds yeah. right? Which is big on the, on the, on the non-elite scene. Mm. So... You get runners coming along and doing it. And a li- an Eilish, 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 Eilish McCorgan, um, she came along and she won it in 2019. And she got the course record. <laughs> and uh, and so this year, there was talk that she'd been gifted a place. Oh. And because she'd been gifted a place, it made a mockery of the whole system. <laughs> I'm saying that very sarcastically. It's you that's pissed off about that. I am sorry. Please don't stop listening. Um, but I just thought it was funny that everybody got so wound up about, like you said, what effectively is, it's just a local 10K. Um, and then, funny, funny enough, they, they didn't because the website crashed. 
I think it's more the surge. It's mm. the, it's the excitement of yeah, doing it. I think that's what happened with Manchester. The uh, the, the uh, tracker system isn't it? It's yeah. Surge and yeah. You're not used to that sort of number, so it's, it's and it yeah. and it fell over. I think I think that's the thing because the thing with Percy Pud is the two weeks before it runs, you get so much race number swapping. Mm. So many because Striders are really good, so they'll be like you can change the name on it up to pretty much the last day. Yeah. And so many people are selling the race numbers because I think people just get caught up in the whimsy of. I've got a ballot. It's like yeah. getting tickets to Bon Jovi. It's like, I've got to go this right away. Let's go, let's go. But I don't even like Bon Jovi. I, don't I, like, yeah, I hate Bon Jovi, but I've got to buy the ticket. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, but then uh, it crashed just before the end. So there was like 150 tickets that had got sold. Right. So they just put them back on the next day. And you just got on and got them. Because like, no one was queuing, because no one was bothered. Did you get one? I got on, All right. and I got onto the site where it said, put your card details in, like in a minute. So we were on for like eight hours the night before, but I got in like a minute, and I was like, <laughs> and then I didn't, because I'm going to volunteer, because it's Striders. So yes. I volunteered in 19, it's a good one to volunteer at. So uh, I'll be doing, I'll be marshalling again, singing and dancing. But, uh, but yeah, I just singing, just singing and dancing. Write the theme tune, sing the yes. theme tune. Um, <laughs> Wasn't there a rumour that you spoke to me about, about... To Alton Towers, if if they if run through offered you to do the MC, you you packing running and go and do that. Oh, a hundred percent, mate. Like, like so, yeah. So, I, I, so, so run through if you listen. Yeah, Matt Wood, if you're listening to this, um, no, basically, so it's run through. I've started doing the MC before, isn't it? Yeah. And we booked onto Alton Towers, and because it's got the um, the entry to the park afterwards, it's mm. not the cheapest ticket. It's like thirty eight quid. And um, somebody told me that it's a hilly course. Uh, in fact, Matt told me it's a hilly course. Mm. Matt, Matt from Run Through. And uh, and when I found that out, I was like, oh, I don't want to run it. <laughs> I was like, wouldn't it be brilliant if the MC dropped out and I got to still go, got paid for going, got my entry fee refunded, and then got to go on the rides. But I think there's a lot of factors that have to fall into place for that to happen. So it might be wishful thinking. I'm just going to take it steady. Mm. Yes, I, I think I might take it steady as well. Well, I probably, no, I probably won't. I'll probably try and race it and then I'm injured again. Yeah, that is a hundred percent you. So uh, I think what we'll do then now with our we've been a little bit gossipy this week. Mm. I'm a little, little little hens clucking away. Um, but let's go and have a chat with um a real superhero, mm-hmm. um like family OG, a Rob Head. Finally, mm-hmm. we don't get many Rob Heads on the show. Should we go and have a chat with Joe Hammond and find all about her story and her amazing battle surviving breast cancer? Yeah, let's do it. Right then, guys, as you may well know, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and my guest today has fought her own battle against this awful disease. Uh, She is a survivor, a thriver, and an advocate of raising awareness and self-care. But there's so much more to her story, Uh, a runner, a tough mudderer, um, a fat like family OG, and most importantly, a pal. I'm delighted to share her story with you today. So please join me in welcoming Joe Hammond. Joe, how are we doing today? I'm good, thank you. Rob, how are you? Very well, thank you. Uh, been out for a run? I have. I have. Yeah. yeah, enjoyable, rainy, wet? Uh, it didn't rain, actually. It was all right. Good. Um, it was quite enjoyable. I, um, I don't know, I think the pennies finally dropped. When it comes to running, yeah, I didn't beat myself up for once. <laughs> good, always good to not get in one's head, isn't it? Um, so listen, we, we've got so much to go through, and uh, I think we mentioned in in the preamble before we before we started recording that as much as the um, it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month and your journey through cancer is a huge part of your story, it's not 
everything about you and it's not the only thing that we want to focus on. So um, I want to start the same place we start every week. Do you want to just start by telling everybody how you first kind of got into running? Yeah, so um, at school, I used, I, I used the term I was in the school athletics team very loosely because if anyone from school was listening to this, they'd say, what's she talking about? We do have an athletics team. <laughs> um, but I used to do the 100 metre sprint and the relay for my school. Um, but I absolutely hated cross country or anything longer than 100 metres. Yeah. Um, I, I couldn't do it. Um, so, yeah. Um, then, oh, left school, didn't didn't run. And then in 2014, sorry, 2014, yep. Um, yep. me and a group of friends did our first tough mother. And they'd done it before. So they were like, oh, it's absolutely brilliant. You need to do it. You need to do it. So I signed up and I hadn't really run at all. And I think I ran for the first 30 seconds and had to stop and walk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, hmm, maybe I should uh, give this running last go. And that's kind of like where I started, I suppose. So um, it, was, it, was, it was the shame of not getting 100 metres through a tough mudder. Yeah, yeah it literally took about six hours to do it, I think. Yeah. Um, it was horrendous. It was awful. Part <laughs> well, of my the... friends left me. <laughs> <laughs> oh thanks everybody um part of the fun of a tough mudder though isn't it that it doesn't really i mean running in general it doesn't matter how fast you go but with the obstacles and the, i was going to say the camaraderie but if your pals all left you then maybe it wasn't it wasn't quite there but you have you, you've been a big tough mudder fan ever since haven't you those kind I've of events absolutely hooked yeah absolutely hooked on them i love them i think they're brilliant uh brill okay so you came out the back of that tough mudder maybe running needs to become a part of your life um what happens then so do you throw yourself into running or is it just a bit of a dabble with it uh, you know getting a pair of shoes and getting out on the road what what happens next um i think it, i didn't really take it seriously i signed up for like five k's 10 k's and stupidly a couple of half marathons um but never actually trained never followed a training plan would turn up to these half marathons and wonder why i couldn't run and mm -hmm. it would take like three hours to do it yeah um and then yeah, so I carried on like that for a few years and obviously got a bit better as time went on. But still, I, I don't know, I think I was always lost. I didn't, I just would go out and run mm -hmm. and not really focus on anything, I suppose. And then in the end of 2018, um, my friend decided that she wanted to run every day for a year. And she lives in Australia. And she was like, do it with me and we can like run virtually together and when she comes home she's going to sign up for some races and that mm -hmm. so we started doing that and you had to do at least a mile a day and you had to run it all there was no walking allowed okay so they were kind of like the only two rules and um, so that's what i did for about 170 days i think i lasted and then i got shin splints so i had to stop right and um, she stopped as well she stopped just before me because she picked up a knee injury so, yeah, it was a bit of a disaster. We didn't quite make our year. <laughs> no, but it happens, doesn't it? I think, yeah. um, and, and I think sometimes adapting to, to run streaks, they're not for everybody either, are they? But I think if you go from naught to, to 100 with it, it can be challenging sometimes. And shin splints, sat without being any kind of an expert, you know, it just sounds like an overexertion injury, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, because then I was getting to the point where I was, like, getting near to 100k a month. So, of course, I was pushing wow. it, pushing it, pushing yeah. it. Oh, I'm going to do 100k a month. I'm going to do 100k a month. 
So yeah, I just got stupid with it. I think if yeah. I'd been a bit more sensible, I probably wouldn't have got injured. Mm. And so this was did this, did this take you into 2019 or was this still still 2018? Um, yeah, so I started Boxing Day 2018. Okay. So it took me into 2019 okay. around June, I think maybe. Right. Okay. So so June rocks around. Um, shin splints happen. Did you take a good chunk of time off of running then, or was it just ice them, rest them, and then and then get back into it for, fairly swiftly afterwards? Um, I think I took a little a little while off, but not not long, like mm. maybe a couple of months. Um, and then I signed up for a half marathon that was going to be yeah. in March 2020. Yeah. Um, and I actually followed a training plan for that one on the Nike training app. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would just give you three or four runs a week to do. So I was following that. And then uh, that's when I kind of started taking it a bit more seriously, I think. And then COVID hit, and my race got cancelled. Yeah, yeah. And and I imagine if it was due in March, was it like just as lockdown was happening? Yeah, yeah. I think it was like because lockdown started on Mother's Day, didn't it? I think yes. Towards the end of March, yeah, was when the the run was. And so then they offered it virtually, but I kind of like fell out of love with it a little bit and thought, what's the point? I don't, I don't want to do it virtually. I want to do, I want to be with people and run with people. So. During that first lockdown, running definitely took a, a back seat. I just spent all the time in the garden drinking gin. <laughs> I think I think that's probably fair for a lot of us. <laughs> lockdown one, if you remember, was quite good fun. Like when when like at the time you're like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened. But when you experienced lockdown three, lockdown one was a jaunt. The sun was got, shining. Yeah, I got such a good suntan. Mm. Great. Yeah, absolutely. I was on uh, paternity leave, and uh, yeah, it was lovely. We just sat in the. I had lunch in the garden every day. I was homeschooling the kids, enjoying it. We were read, me and Alex were reading Rudyard Kipling every day. Got to lockdown three. It was just like just shove a book under the nose and leave me alone for six hours. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was awful, wasn't it? Was <laughs> um. Sorry, go on. No, go on. Oh, oh, all I was going to say was so obviously lockdown hits. This takes us into 2020, and this is where your journey takes a hard right turn, doesn't it? Yeah. So um, I, it was between lockdown, so it was early June. I, um, I was laying in bed one night and I had an itch, and so I scratched and I thought I felt something on my boob, like on the side. Mm-hmm. So uh, I sort of thought, am I, am I imagining it? Is there something there? So anyway. Well, no, there's definitely something there. And back in 2012, my mum had had breast cancer, so I was always aware and thought, I can't leave this. I need to go and get it checked. So I think it was like a Friday night. So obviously on the Monday, I phoned the doctors, and they saw me that day. And uh, the nurse was like, Oh, I'm sure it's, it's just a cyst. It just feels like a cyst. But luckily, um, I had a letter from my mum's surgeon, sort of explaining like the family history of breast cancer and that because I also had an aunt who died when she was my age when because of breast cancer mm. um so yeah because of that she said oh I'll refer you so the following week I got my referral through and I went and again was told oh it just feels like a cyst but because of the family history we'll give you a mammogram 
we'll do an ultrasound and take a biopsy. So I was like, okay, fair enough. And I've gone on my own, cause, um, A, because of COVID, they were a bit funny about you taking people in the hospital with you. But also, um, didn't realise you get the results that day. So, um, had had the scans and everything, sitting in the waiting room, and my appointment was at 12 o'clock, and time was just going on and on and on, and it, everyone else was getting called through, and I'm still sitting there, and it's getting closer and closer to five o'clock, and I'm thinking, like, people are going home now, what's going on, why have I not been called back in? And then, um, so I'm, like, messaging my mum, like, panicking, like, mum, not being called back in, like, what's going on, what's going on? So, and then, yeah, they called me back in, and uh, she said, oh, your mammogram was clear, but your ultrasound showed something, but we don't know what. And that I just, that was it. I just completely and utterly, I lost it. I, there's no other way of saying it. I lost it. I was a mess. And I just convinced myself, that's it. I've got, I'm, I know, I know it's cancer. I just, I don't know. You just know, I think. Yeah. And you so... Go on. I was just going to ask, do you, do you find that, and, and it, 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 I can only imagine... I've never been through it myself, the, the way you must be feeling at the time. Do, do you find that when you don't have that certainty, the diagnosis and the prognosis of, of what's coming next, do you find that your brain just automatically takes you to the darkest place that it can in terms of what it is or what it's going to mean? Oh, God, yeah, definitely. Like, 100%, I was like, it's stage four, it's going to be everywhere, I'm going to die, I'm not going to see my children grow up. That, yeah. That's yeah. where I went straight away yeah. with it. I was, I just convinced myself that it was going to be worst case scenario. And then, of course, everyone else is like, oh, no, be positive, be positive. And, like, that is a real bugbear of mine. Because, mm-hmm. yes, you need a positive attitude to get through it. Of course you do. But being positive isn't going to change the outcome. If it's cancer, it's cancer. Like, it just, yeah, I don't know. I just lost my head for a little while I think um, and then so yeah so then they said we need to send you for an MRI um, and then I was actually hiking in the Peak District up um, Mam Tor with my sister mm-hmm. and the hospital phoned me they said oh um, we need to call you in a bit earlier because the surgeon's on holiday I didn't even know they'd given me this appointment it was, obviously the letter was at home but I was in the Peak District so I didn't know anything about it and she said we need you to come in on Monday so because she said the surgeon was on holiday, I didn't really think anything of it. Because you hear, don't you, oh, you know, they'll call you in sooner if it's bad news. Mm-hmm. But because they'd said, oh, it's because your surgeon's on holiday, I just thought, oh, okay, they're not going to lie, are they? They're not, you know. Um, so that weekend, I was, again, a bit of a mess, like convincing myself it was this, and then Googling, don't Google. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then I'd convinced myself that it was going to be all right because Google told me that mammograms are more accurate than ultrasound. Right. So, so I was like, oh no, I'm going to be fine. And then the next day I was back to, no, this is it. I'm going to die. Um, yeah, so I went in on the Monday and my sister came with me, um, but didn't actually come in the room with me when they told me. Because again, I don't know, I'd convinced myself it was going to be bad. But at the same time, you don't really think you're going to get told you've got cancer. Yeah. If, like, you just, I don't know. It's, um, yeah, so, yeah, I was told then that it was stage one, grade one, and other than not having cancer, it was the next best thing. Okay. Um, but I was really calm. I was like, okay, right, what's next then? Like, what's my treatment plan? Where do we go from here, sort of thing? 
like complete opposite to what I'd been the week before where I was like sobbing and hysterical so I think I'd because I'd convinced myself it was going to be the worst case scenario when it wasn't sorry the dog's come along um, that's alright that's alright <laughs> um, yeah I think when I convinced myself it was going to be bad and then obviously when it wasn't as bad as what I thought I was just really calm yeah um, do, do you think that it was as well the, the knowing compared to the not knowing yes definitely yep. definitely yep. um and a really good bit of advice that my surgeon gave me because obviously at that stage they said this is what it is but obviously when we operate it could be more it could have spread um because of your family history you have to be genetically tested and then if that's positive, then you'll need chemo. If it's spread, you might need chemo. If it's bigger than what we think it is, you might need chemo. So there was a lot of, even though I knew what it was, there was still a lot of what if, what if, what if. Mm -hmm. um, and then, um, but my surgeon said to me, just focus on what you know for now. Don't worry about what you don't know. Just focus on what you know for now and just take it one step at a time. And that bit of advice was invaluable because otherwise it's just overwhelming. Mm. You've just got all this, all this stuff going through your head. Like, oh my God, what if I need chemo? I'm feeling awful and humble. That's all I was worried about. I couldn't, the cancer, I was like, well, I can beat the cancer because I've got no choice. I've got to beat the cancer. But it was all the other stuff. Like, what am I going to look like? I'm not, I'm not a page pre-model, but what am I going to look like? Yeah. Um, I'm going to look terrible if, if I have chemo and lose my hair. I was worried about those things, which is silly, really, because you've got cancer. You should be worried about that. It's funny the way our brains work, though, isn't it? Because I think yeah. I think I I think I would be the same. You can't you can't see cancer, can you? You can't see no. what it's doing to your body. But losing your hair, the changes that surgery might make to your body, that radiotherapy might have to your body, that chemo would certainly have to your body, even something as, as simple as having a Hickman line in, it, it it's visible. It's it, You can see it, can't you? And that's going to change your life. And, and that's just as scary in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think, yeah, I don't know, because I've never really... It's really hard to explain, but I've never... I've never sort of thought I've had cancer. It's just this thing that happened to me that was mm. awful. But I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I think if I dwelled too much on the fact that I, I had cancer, I, I don't think I would have got through it as, as well as what I did. Yeah. I mean, yes. I had an amazing, amazing surgical team as well. Like, my surgeon was brilliant. She gave me her phone number and she was like, any problems, any questions, just call me. Mm. And she literally saw me every week as well between diagnosis and my operation. Because um, I still had to go for the MRI and the MRI picked up another smaller lump. Right. Um, that was also cancer as well. And then, of course, when they knew about that, they said, oh, it could be a different type. It could be a different cancer. It could be a different stage. And I was, again, you're like, oh, my God, I thought it was this. Now they're telling me it could be this. But luckily it wasn't. It was all the same. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how, how does this, so you talk about the surgical team and obviously um, well, we know the story ends, and ends positively because you're here talking to me now. Um, and of course they, they caught it really early and, and, and you, you progressed forward in the right way. But uh, so, so tell, tell me how that journey progresses through the summer of 2020 and, and towards the end of the year. Um, of course, whilst you're also 
dealing with a global pandemic and uh, the fact that we can't leave our houses. Yeah, I mean, I think in a way it was lucky that I found it when I found it because I say it was between the lockdowns. So things have kind of started to ease a little bit. Um, still wasn't really allowed to take anyone in the hospital with you. Um, when I had my operation, I got dropped off at the door and had to stay there all day by myself, which was Ugh. awful. Horrible. Yeah, I'm really a really nervous. Like I've only been knocked out a couple of times, and I get myself in such a state. I think I'm not going to wake up, and I always think the worst. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think it was six weeks after I got my initial diagnosis, I had my operation. Um, so my poor children didn't get a summer. Ho- I mean, summer holidays were kind of ruined anyway because of COVID, but even more so because it was on the 11th of August, right in the middle of the summer holidays, and mm. we all had to isolate for two weeks before. Um, and then after my operation, I was no good for anything because I couldn't use my arm, uh, couldn't mm. drive for six weeks. And then, yeah, so I felt really sorry for the kids, but I mean, they took it, they were brilliant. I think because of my mum having the cancer and hers was, because di- there's, I think what people don't realise, there's so many different types of breast cancer. Um, and my mum's was a completely different type to mine and hers was more advanced and she needed chemo and because of that the kids were like well nanny beat it and she's old so mm-hmm. you can beat it because you're young good so good optimism really I like it <laughs> and so I mean they, they were brilliant they just took it all in their stride um, so yeah then six weeks after my operation I had radiotherapy um, that was two weeks of traveling into London every day um, traveling for two and a half hours pretty much because of traffic mm. and only actually been in the hospital for 15 minutes yeah but I think what that's when I started noticing what COVID had kind of took away from the whole experience because um, you kind of hear these stories that you have like people making friends so they go for their cancer treatment and there's other people there that are there for the same thing and yeah they build friendships but when I went I was the only female and the youngest by about 30 years right (laughs) so I didn't make any friends when I had my treatment and I think that's when it started really to like impact me and I started to feel really lonely um because you've got people around you and you can talk to people but nobody actually knows what it's like unless they've gone through it Mm. um so yeah it was it was really, really lonely. Um, and of course, while this was going on, I wasn't running either. Because um, I'd had quite a big operation because I had a reconstruction as well. Um, so not being able to run, like feeling really lonely, spending all this time in the car as well, just like thinking about everything. Um, that wasn't a good place to be mm. at all. That was that was probably worse, like especially after treatment because you've just had like two months of being at the hospital every week and then your treatment stops and that's it. Everything stops. You don't, you don't see your surgeon again. I've never even met my oncologist because of COVID. I've spoken to her on the phone. Um, and then, yeah, that's when everything went downhill, I think. <laughs> yeah. And, and so coming out the, the back of it though, and, 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 and the mental health side of things, obviously being a, a, a an issue a concern for you as, as you're coming out the back of your treatment um how did you find that that running and i guess the question i'm asking more importantly the the instagram running community the online running community the the friendships that you started to forge through that 
how did that factor into your journey and did that help with the, the mental health side of things? Oh my God, right. I know people moan about Instagram and social media and how bad it is and how negative, how negative it is. I've had nothing but good experiences with it. Like the support I've had off of complete and utter strangers has been phenomenal. Mm. Like just people checking in, seeing how I am. Because I didn't, I kind of kept it quiet until it was Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And then that's when I sort of said on my social media, this is what I've been through. Because mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure I was all right before I started talking about it, I think. Um, so when I had it in my head that I could start running again six weeks after my operation. And I'd already signed up for Silverstone Half Marathon, which was going to be in November. Mm -hmm. um, and I started my treatment at the end of September. So this time last year, I was having treatment. Yeah. And at some point, I'd seen my surgeon and I said to her, like, when can I start running again? And she said, not until December. I was like, what? What do you mean not until December? She was like, there's no medical reason why you can't run. It's just the, the radiotherapy, where it burns your skin, it can cause a lot of irritation. And she just thought like the motion of running mm -hmm. irritate the skin and everything. But I'm stubborn and probably a little, little bit stupid as well. Um, I was, I'm not waiting until December till I run again. I've got a half marathon I need to train for. <laughs> so um, I decided just before, I think it was just before I started treatment, I was like, I'm going to run again. So I put on two bras yep. and off I went, went for a little two mile run. And oh my God, it felt amazing like just to be able to have that headspace and cry if I needed to um, scream if I needed to and just lose myself in the music mm. and that so um, yeah so I think I did the half marathon the half marathon fell three months after my operation and five weeks after finishing radiotherapy and I got oh. a PB so I was well happy amazing and did did you find that i mean you've kind of alluded to this already but i just want to just want to double round on it did you find that um almost like running it was like a different hobby it was a different passion it was a different thing to what it was before the cancer and the treatment because of i guess what you'd learn to appreciate about life about like you said headspace about the ability to just get out and run did you find it was almost like finding something brand new different to what it was before oh definitely definitely like before i just ran like i didn't know what i was doing i if you told me to go and do a tempo run i wouldn't know what you're talking about if you mm. told me to do hill repeats i'd be like what are they like i literally would just go out and run 5k and that'd be it um but definitely afterwards it, i don't know i don't know if it's because i needed something to focus on but i massively got into doing like the strength work and um like running with a purpose, like sort of talking to people and saying, what do you advise? What do you think I should do? What, what, what sort of runs should I be doing if I want to achieve this goal? So definitely after post-cancer, like my running journey has taken on a massively different purpose, I suppose. Like I didn't realise the mental health benefits of running until yeah. I suppose I needed it. Yeah. And, and so talk to me about how that's then developed coming into 2021. So 
Um, I guess you, you you do talk very openly. We touched a little bit on social media before and the power of it, but you do continue to talk openly about your experience, about your journey and advocating for not just breast cancer, but, but breast cancer in particular, you know, making sure that you check yourself. Um, but I guess that's true of any forms of cancer. Um, uh, and also you've, you've, you've pushed forward with your running and, and, and you're achieving new things. So, so talk to me about some of the, some of the things you've been focusing on this year. Yeah. So last year in October, I, I was on holiday and I thought I want to do a marathon next year, big birthday. I want to do a marathon. And obviously London is the dream, isn't it? For everyone, mm -hmm. the London marathon. So signed up for the ballot for about the 10th year running and I thought, I wanted to do it that badly that I actually just signed up for Manchester Marathon. Mm -hmm. I thought if I don't get London, at least I've got a marathon to do. Um, I didn't get London. But, no. um, like, um, yeah, so then I was like, okay, we need to get into this marathon headspace because the furthest I'd ever run was 13 miles. Mm -hmm. And at the end of those 13 miles, you just think, stop doing that again. Doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a bit like, oh, what am I doing? Um, so I signed up and then my sister signed up as well and um, I actually, I mean I tag her in all my stories so if you know me you probably know Kath, um, she's also been through what I've been through and like she's, how she puts up with me I do not know, <laughs> my rambling crazy voice notes and um, what not but she's doing it as well so um yeah, I um, obviously didn't start marathon training straight away because I had a year to go and I thought, I don't need a year, surely. No. But I kind of carried on just doing what I was doing, um, using the Nike training app, to, running app to do sort of guided runs and that. Mm -hmm. um, and then in, when was it? Probably April this year, someone said to me, why don't you do like try and build yourself a base and do a 10k like structured training plan so i was like yeah find me one because i'm too lazy i'm on myself <laughs> um, so they found me this eight week 10k program that actually coincided perfectly to finish just as marathon training would start yep and um, and oh my god why didn't i do it years ago like following that training plan and having structure for my running has just improved my running so much like I actually understand what all these different runs are now <laughs> it <laughs> certainly <laughs> helps <laughs> yeah I know I know what um kind of know what my 5k pace is kind of know what my 10k pace is still working on the half marathon one though yeah, um, yeah. I don't think anyone ever knows that <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah I was like so that person they know who they are so thank you very much if you ever listen to this um yeah, like I just—I'm one of those people. I need that structure. I need to be told what to do, otherwise I will just go out and run five k on every run that I do, and then beat myself up because I wasn't faster than what I was last time. Mm -hmm. um, and then they showed me the London Marathon uh, training plan, and there was a beginner one and like a—I don't know—is the next one up intermediate? Not yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I was kind of, I felt like I was between the two, so I kind of like done a little bit of mixing and matching, and um, yeah, so then for the last what, 14 weeks, I've just been marathon training, and I've absolutely loved it. Like, I feel like I've come on so much as a runner in that time, 
um yeah amazing and and by the time this goes out you will be a marathon runner manchester will be done it will be in the bag we'll have had a catch-up hopefully because i'm coming to watch yes definitely and, uh, definitely and, need to catch up and uh, and yeah you'll be a marathoner which is amazing um beyond manchester what's in plan for you um so i want to do an ultra yep um i don't quite know why i don't know why you're all bloody at it um it's the thing is again with the instagram running community there's so many people on there that are just so inspiring and you see them doing these ultras and you just think i want a bit of that yeah and i think yeah like as my sister's crazy she does She's always doing ultras and whatnot, mm-hmm. um, and she's a massive inspiration to me. Like we're we're so close, and like the last year has just brought us even closer. And she's brilliant to run with as well. So she's going to be my uh, my voice of reason, I think, at Manchester, getting me around. Yeah, needed. Um, and then also what I have decided to do because I got a little bit of a a bee in my bonnet um, when. Obviously, it was on the news the other week about Sarah Harding dying. Yes. Um, that that really got to me. I think we were the same age. We were diagnosed around the same sort of time and just thought, like, how different my story could have been. Yeah. And, like, why why was it me that was the lucky one? Like, do you know, I don't know. Like, there's been a lot of guilt and stuff, which is crazy because, obviously, I'm happy that my story's gone the way it's gone but it doesn't stop you feeling guilty. There's other people out there that haven't been so lucky. It's, it's really interesting you say that. Um, my uh, Not to hijack your story, but my mother-in-law, um, I know I think you and Sammy have talked a little bit about this in the past, but my mother-in-law um, had breast cancer and uh, survived. And she, she says that she suffers with survivor's guilt all the time because some of the people that she was on the ward with have passed away. They've not been so lucky. And the fact that she's still here and they're not, she carries a lot of guilt in that. And it's something that I don't think until you've gone through it, you can quite understand it. And again, that must be quite a lonely experience as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there, there was times where I'd be like crying my eyes out because this thing had happened to me. And then I'd think, but you're alive. Like, why are you crying? when you've survived it and you've beaten it and then 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 you get more upset because you're like you shouldn't be feeling like this because i'm you know i've I've been fortunate i I say lucky how lucky are you if you get any kind of cancer diagnosis it's not luck is it really no but it's kind of like everything kind of played in my favor i suppose um but yeah i mean it is it's it's a horrible feeling feeling so guilty that you survived yeah it's not yeah. So, sorry, we sidetracked. So you were talking about plans, plans, plans on the back of um, uh, of recent events. Yeah. So what I've now decided, I've got a little bit of a beer in my bonnet, and I've decided that I want to raise as much money as I can for breast cancer now. Good idea. Um, so I've already signed up. They do pink ribbon walks. Um, mm-hmm. There's three of them. I wanted to do all three, but I can't. I can only do two of them. But they're 20 mile walks. One is um, in the Cotswolds, and the other one is in the Peak District. So I'm going to do both of them. I am doing London Landmarks Half Marathon as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's some other things I want to do, but I haven't really picked them yet. But definitely an ultra is on the cards next year. I've got to decide which one. Brill. Brill. And, uh, and we will support you all the way with that. We'll make sure that once you've got um, uh, plans on what you're doing, we share them. We share fundraising links and, uh, and we back you all the way. Um, 
before we get out of here, we've been talking for half an hour and it's, it's absolutely flown by. Um, before we get out of here, before we, before we sort of leave this, is there anything else you wanted to mention? Anybody you wanted to shout out, say hello to anything around the breast cancer awareness stuff that you wanted to call out um, before I let you get back to your evening? Um, yeah, just a couple of things. So um, first of all, like I think what you guys have done with the running community is amazing. So keep it up because honestly, it's changed my life. The people I've met and the friendships I've made, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have those people in my life if it wasn't for you guys. So massive thank you to you guys. Um, everyone who's kind of like been there with me through the last year as well, like I do tell them that they've really helped me and um, you know supported me through through some real tough times. And um, but so. You know who you are. I don't need to name you all. There's too many. And then finally, um, check yourselves. So men as well, because men do get breast cancer. Yeah. Um, check yourself. If you find anything, anything at all, please just go and get it checked out. Um, and if it is worst case scenario, you will find an inner strength that you did not know you had, and you will you'll get through it. Because I always thought if I if I ever got cancer, that'd be it. I would be a mess. But you, I don't know. I surprised myself. I'm a hell of a lot stronger than what I was this time last year. Put it that way. Amen. Absolutely, you are. And a great message to end on. So listen, Joe. Thank you so much for your time. Um, looking forward to seeing you at Manchester. I'll have already seen you at Manchester by the time this comes out. And um, and yeah, let's uh, let's catch up soon. Yep. Lovely. Thank you. Bye now. Bye. And that, my fine four-foot friend, was Joe Hammond. What did you think? Yeah, great chat, great story and what she's come through and been through. Uh, yeah, amazing lady and, uh, yeah, brilliant, brilliant chat. And the other thing to talk about as well is that we recorded this before Manchester Marathon. You did. Surely went and nailed it last weekend, she didn't she? She did, yes. And Julie, 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 Julie! Ah! <laughs> yeah, they both smashed it, absolutely. Uh, yes, every, everyone that did Manchester smashed it, but, yeah, uh, Joe and Julie nailed it. Well, let's not get too into that because we don't want to ruin the roll call, yes, do we? Because I've got a feeling the roll call might be a bit Manchester <laughs> themed. It's going to be a big one. Uh, so, oh, that's what she said. <laughs> uh, but for now, let's move on. Mm-hmm. Let's get to our segment the Inner Circle segment. The Inner Circle. Is that what we're calling it? It is now. <laughs> Statman John's Inner Circle? Yeah, Statman John's. No, no, no ring, ring that, that was too. <laughs> that was too much. Yeah. Um, you're not allowed. The to circle, yeah. The, 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 inner circle, the circle. circle. The circle. The circle. The circle. The circle. Okay, so uh, if you've not tuned into the first few episodes of this series, Jack is on a mission, a multi-series mission, mm. to try and get into Statman John's inner circle. He can't do it on account of he's generally useless and not very likable. So, um, but we're trying to get him in. Mm-hmm. And uh, Statman just be setting a series of challenges. Yeah. And this series, he's going to be doing some Would You Rathers. Yes. Yeah. I missed, I missed these from series one. I missed them. They were good. They, they were. were good. So we're getting the Would You Rathers back. Um, Statman John's coming up with them, helped by our Fartlek family. Indeed. Our uh, Instagram universe, who are throwing him some ideas. And uh, Jack has to answer them. And if he gets them right, then he gets in the inner circle. If he doesn't, mm-hmm. then he doesn't. Uh, so should we get Jack on? Yes. Let's get Jack on. Jack. Jack Penfold. Oh, that's right. Jack's not here. He decided to go to running club instead. <laughs> it's not only me that pisses off, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So this series, we've had you not show up to an episode. And now, Jack, who the segment is about... 
has decided, I don't want to Running, be yeah, running's more running, important. Running's more important to him. I guess that's how you run a sub-three hour marathon, is yeah. by actually running yeah. occasionally. Uh, so Jack's not here. However, Jack has been asked the question. Mm. So we thought we'd mix up and do a bit a little bit different this week. We promised some guests. We're going to bring them on in just a second. They were meant to help Jack, but they mm. can't help Jack. So what we're going to do is we're going to ask them what they would do mm. from a would-you-rather perspective. Just that my job's question. Yep. And, uh, and then we'll see how Jack's pre-recorded one compares. And we'll see if they, and or he, can enter SMJ's circle. Can penetrate the rim and get straight into the inner circle. Mm-hmm. What do you reckon? Yeah. Let's, let's, get, let's get them on. It's the best we could do with, with Jack buggering <laughs> off at the last minute. So, uh, let's get our guests on. Series 3, episode 12 guest. Mm. Mr. Sheffield Stride himself. And, it of is. course, his good lady. An excellent runner in her own rights, of course. It's Bella themselves, the parkrun tourist king and queen. How are we doing, guys? Good, thank you. How uh, are you? We're all good. We're all good. Very good to hear from you. And came on seamlessly there, might I add. Yeah, 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 of course. Good work. Uh, ben, recovering from Manchester Marathon. How are you feeling, sir? Fine, yeah, not too bad. I was in a bit of a bad way on the Sunday night, as uh, I'm sure Emma will confirm with my screaming <laughs> from the cramps I was getting. We even had a even had a message from a next-door neighbour asking if I was all right. She, she thought I was torturing him. It was... She- it's quite funny. Do you know what I just realised? I only realised halfway through the statement then that he said cramps. I thought he said tramps. Like some tramps. <laughs> What's happening? Yeah, there were plenty of them in Manchester as well. <laughs> anyway. most, of, most of them were shouting at me as I was coming past. Wasn't Emma shouting at you as well? <laughs> oh, no, I meant everybody else. I meant everybody yeah, else. Obviously not. And Emma, are you recovering? Because you walked pretty much a marathon trying to see him at 14 different points, didn't you? Yeah, a bit of walking, a bit of running, a bit of jumping on the tram and forgetting to pay, but you know, oh. it's all good fun. You never have to pay on the tram in Manchester. <laughs> um, very good. So guys, we've got you back on, we've got you on together, the powerhouse that is Bema. Um, we were hoping you'd be able to help Jack, but obviously, as you know, he's not here. So instead, we'd really like it if you could have a go at Would You Rather for us. We'll talk about it together and then we'll have a little listen to Jack's effort and see if he can enter the inner circle, but also if you guys can get in the inner circle, because I'm sure, surely that's something that you'd be quite keen on, no? Oh. Yeah, it'd be an honour. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm, first of all, I'm really disappointed in Jack. Yeah. I can't, I cannot believe he invited us on and then he's not even here. He's just a knobhead. It speaks, <laughs> speaks volumes that I'll be having private words with him after this. Right, good. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, Daddy is coming for Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy is in a lot She's of trouble. An in-joke. In Don't worry, baby girl. Uh, <laughs> right, let's, let's, let's move right on from that. So, uh, well, Ben, you've yeah. already you've met the man. But Emma, this is going to be a first for you, isn't it? Quite exciting. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. Let's bring him on himself. The man, the myth, the legend. The enigma. Have, have we got a song for him to bring him on? Did we have a song last time? It's <laughs> been that long since I've been on this, this segment. Yeah, true. Um, I tried to come up with one, and it didn't go very well, to be mm-hmm. honest. Um, so, should we just... Yeah, moving on. Just, bring him just, on. just move on, lads. Will he, will, he, will he like that, though? I don't know. Think of one quickly. What rhymes with John? John. Scones. Scones. No Scones. songs about scones. <laughs> uh, quickly, quickly, quickly. John, John Scones. Bun. Bun doesn't rhyme with John, bun. you moron. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to be like Eminem, putting inflection on it and all that sort of stuff. Uh, Long, long, <laughs> song with long in it. 
Tuesday, 6 p.m. It's uh, Noel, Noel Edmonds, do you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, Mr. Crinkly Bottom himself. <laughs> yes, and yes, he has. He's got it out right now, silly man. <laughs> um, so you're dying Noel Edmonds hair then, yeah? Yeah, yeah, he keeps playing with it as well, getting it all over his hands, all over the walls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apart from um, uh, the, the hair care for Mr. Edmonds, um, How's your weakness, that, my John? Yeah, good. Uh, I was aching a bit. I was at the old Manchester Marathon. Don't know if you heard about it. Uh, no, no, we didn't, we didn't know it existed. No. Not, not, it's only a little local race, isn't it? Uh, what were you doing there, that, my John? Oh, I had to uh, clear the insects off the track, so uh, up and down about <laughs> 15 times. <right? laughs> 15 times? 14. 14, 14 times. Yeah. 14 times. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, did you enjoy it out in Manchester? It was good. I saw some good uh, calves, if I'm honest. <laughs> what, like, 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 as in leg or the baby cow? Both. <laughs> of course. Um, uh, good. Anything else to report this week? No, that's about it. Put that down. No, that's. I'm oh, sorry about it. <laughs> um, John, Ben's yeah. back. Oh, my man, my man with the strong scent. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I don't want to know what kind of scent we're on about here. But... It's a magical one. It's uh, one to be proud of, sir. Thank uh, you. It's, a, it's an honour to be in your presence again, Statman John. He's, good, uh, he's, good. Not, he's not come along. He's brought the other half of Bema, the Parkrun Tories and Powerhouse. Uh, Emma's here too, Statman John. The lady from my dreams, if I remember. <laughs> 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 And mine too. <laughs> oh wow, we can share. What a wonderful word. <laughs> <laughs> I'd share it with you, start man. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my god, this is getting dark. Let's go. <laughs> um, so, start man, John. Uh, ben and Emma uh, are here to try and uh, get in the inner circle. Uh, Jack is not here, as as you know. Um, I don't know how you feel about that. He's not even showed up to his own segment. Oh, I'm shaking my head. I am disappointed. Also happy, though, that he's not here, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what we thought we'd do is that, mind you, I'll mix it up a little bit. We'll still do the Would You Rather, if that's OK. Ben and Emma are going to have a go at it. Um, we've got a pre-recording of Jack having a go at it. We told him it before. And uh, we'll just see if one, two or all three of them get in the inner circle based on the answers. What do you reckon? Sounds good. Sounds good, my lad. Brilliant. Uh, well, do you want to hit us with the Would You Rather, then? Yeah, uh, this one is from a at Eddie Frizz. Quite a handsome man, if I'm honest. <laughs> um, so, listen up. Grab and put that down. Right, I've had enough. I've... Get out. Right. Here it is. Every time you sneeze... The last 48 hours of your life is shown on Channel 4. Or every time you have a nosebleed, 
you have to sell your house and buy a new one with all the legal stuff in 21 days. Horrendously specific. No, never, it's all part of the game. What do you think? Oh my god, come on, babe, you go first. What would you rather do? <laughs> Last 48 hours being shown. Everything. I mean everything. Everything. That's gonna be a large majority of that with you sat on the toilet. Yeah, far out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or eating or or sleeping, right? That wouldn't be very interesting viewing. Um, or sell a house and buy a new one in 21 days with all the leave. Jesus. Well, I bought a house earlier in the year and it's absolute torture. So. Yeah, I think we're both going to go for the same answer. Aren't we? <laughs> I think we, for me, it would be the last 48 hours. You can see what a catastrophe my life is. <laughs> Thanks, babe. Apart from, with you, apart from when I'm with you, babe, obviously. Wow. It's an, interesting, it's an interesting one, isn't it? I mean, I, I think, I don't know about you, Matt, but I reckon I reckon we're leaning in the right direction, aren't we? Yeah, you've got to you, think about how many times you have a nosebleed and how many times you, you sneeze as well, though. But is that a factor? Or? Yeah, that, that is a factor. <laughs> nosebleeds don't happen that often. Yeah. That is something to consider. However, if you think that your life's not particularly that embarrassing, yeah. or you're yeah. not bothered, more or more no, over I'm, about, I'm not bothered. What's the point of watching me? Not bothered. You've got most of your stuff on Instagram. Yeah. Um, like okay. me, like me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm having a poo, like me. <laughs> so, so Ben, Emma, Bema, are we saying our final answer is the 48 hours on Channel 4? Final answer. Yeah, why not? 48 yeah. hours. Yeah, why not? Channel 4, nobody watches Channel 4 anyway, yeah. so. Statman John? Yes. Uh, do we know what uh, Jack, the boy, said? Well, I was going to ask you, Statman John, would you like to answer Ben and Emma first, or would you like us to play Jack's response, and you can do it all together? Uh, let's do them all together. How I like it. Sandwich them in. <laughs> <laughs> right, OK. Let's, uh, let's load up. We've not got Jack here to do the editing, mm -hmm. but let's try and load it up anyway, and, uh, and we'll play Jack's, uh, Jack's clip. Roll VT. It's not a VT, you idiot. It's audio. Videotape. Roll 80. Right, okay, so would you rather every time you sneeze the last 48 hours of my life is broadcast on Channel 4? Um, I don't know how many people watch Channel 4, but it would be an interesting show. Sometimes my life can be very dull, but also 48 hours is a long time. A lot happens in 48 hours. Or every time I have a nosebleed to sell your house and buy a new one within three weeks um oh well we've just bought a house and it was the most stressful time of my life oh Mark, how much does he talk three weeks i ain't listening to all of that sorry <laughs> <laughs> have we just taken an executive decision to just stop it i have to that was going on and on no one <laughs> fell asleep poor lad <laughs> um well snap my john uh I'll tell you what, I have listened to the tape before, so do you want me to give you the annotated version? Yeah, go on then. Uh, go on. He, he chooses the house buying process because he believes that he is, he is affluent enough to um, attract cash buyers and make it an easier transaction. <laughs> what? what? That makes me sick. <laughs> 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 
Christ. If it's proper. If his property buying's anything like he was at Monopoly, he's terrible. Terrible. So, Statman John, first of all, is Jack in the inner circle? No. <laughs> 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 I, I expected the answer. Is there a reason why? Is there an explanation as to why, apart from what you've already told us about um... the being or? Well, the right answer is going live on Channel 4. Yes, only myself and Noel watch it. But you uh, you have to be proud of your life and uh, your nakedness. And obviously, Jack isn't, so he's incorrect. <laughs> so he's incorrect. Right, okay, so Jack, you are not in the inner circle. Sorry, sir, better luck next week. Uh, I've got a feeling there's going to be a theme to this. Mm. However, uh, tell us about Bema then, because that sounded positive. Mm. Well, I had high hopes with that scent and that voice mixed together. <laughs> <laughs> this has never uh, gone out live, but I believe my small wise friend has a song. What? Have you, have you two done something without me? Is this, is this, is this because they've, they've entered Satman John? They have, believe it or not, everybody. Entered oh, oh, myself. Hey. Yes! Yes! yes. Come on! Yes, and I have, I have made a song just to make it a big occasion. I have me and Statman John's been. You've made a song. You've done. A, you, you, you've taken yeah, creative license I've without a creative me. Creative license, right? I've made a, a, an entering song. Okay. Yeah, I've done the full backing, backing music. I've done the full, full vocals. Yeah. Professional studio. Yeah. All that. All the, all the jazz. All the bells. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm so ready. Here we go. Here we go. The inner circle of life, find an animal. Animal. Through faith and love, that's just the normal lyrics. You found your place. You've been entered in in the inner circle, the inner circle of life. Oh, brilliant! It sounds. It sounded better read out. Gosh, yeah. Do you know if if me and Emma ever get married, I think we've just found our first answer. (laughs) (laughs) I think we've just found it. And Emma walking down the aisle. 
We want Matt. Yeah. We want Matt to sing it live. Though. Oh yeah! There you go. <laughs> Nailed on. Nailed on. That's Matt, dude. Uh, oh. Oh, amazing. Better than ever. You are in the inner circle. Congratulations. The Manchester, 
Um, yeah, as well. And uh, and Adam Axford, uh, not bad for a flat down, Adam. Uh, thanks, guys. We appreciate it. We mm. had such a good time the weekend. We went and cheered Ben on at his 100th park run at Hillsborough on Saturday. Mm. And then, of course, we went to Manchester Marathon um, at the weekend. Big ganger was it. was loads and I loads of fun. I was very envious of that. Uh, yes, you couldn't come because you were refing 14 games in a row. I think. <laughs> um, uh, David, Mighty Joe Young did his first ever he marathon. Did. He uh, absolutely nailed it. He says he needs a stirlift right now, um, but he loved every <laughs> minute of it. And I've seen he's been out on a run today. And we made him spit his boiled sweet out, which I was very happy about. Yeah, we've all been there and he needed a stirlift as well, so we feel your pain there. Yep. But out running again, so well done you. Uh, Andy Carr runs the Fart Lake family cheer squad. Another, oh, you've just read that one out again. You're bloody list, yeah. useless. <laughs> I tell you what, I do want to shout out Andy Carr, though. Um, I want to shout out some of the people that did run at Manchester that we saw the Fartlek family guys so I'm really sorry we missed everybody I'm doing it off the top of my head but Andy Cal, Mark Crawford Karen uh, Lucy mm-hmm. um, Ben Ollie Ollie did the half marathon Jordan Moat um, All Amazing Mike Slack yeah. um, Adam not bad for fact that Adam Rachel or Rachel Mack yeah. yeah oh there's so Dave Young uh, Rachel oh, Pilling there's just so many of you guys <laughs> you were amazing Big D yeah Big uh, D oh uh, guys I hope we've not missed anybody I'm so sorry we have Rashi just you're all amazing <laughs> the Manchester guys you loads, made it so uh, yeah. much I so love seeing fun. all the photos and all the fun you, you had great stuff yeah absolutely brilliant uh, we did have another shout out for um, uh, we made, we mentioned Rachel Pilling uh, mm-hmm. guest last series she wanted to shout out Jojo's getting a lot of love this week Ah, Jojo's fiend yes. of course we talked a little bit before about uh, the stuff she's going through but she did manage to get out so her and Simon got out to um, Park Run uh, mm-hmm. what I talk about to Manchester Marathon <laughs> and uh, she was she a little bit different from Park Run a little bit different from Park Run <laughs> um, she helped the collapsed runner who was struggling okay. and uh, and Rach saw that and thought well it was done. awesome and we think it's awesome too mm-hmm. so well done to you guys uh, for doing that yeah so we've got Karen, uh, aka Positive Lasse, me and Lou, thank you. Uh, which, <laughs> so, is, which is fair, I agree yeah, with it. Well, um, well done. We already gave you a shout out though, Karen, you don't get to. Um, <laughs> so uh, we have also got one from, um, uh, ooh, Kirsty. Kirsty sent us one in, didn't she, for uh, Sophie Bestwick. Yes. Uh, let me just find it because she sent me some more details in a little message that follows. So she wanted to put Sophie forward uh, for roll call. Uh, she smashed the marathon in Manchester by getting a PB for 30 minutes, but she also dedicated night mile 19 and 20 to Kirsty because she fractured her foot at Brighton Marathon. Uh, the weirdest thing was she actually pulled out at 19 miles. And uh, Kirsty thinks that she doesn't know that, so it's a complete coincidence that those are the miles she, she dedicated. So lovely mm. world of the What the Fartlek family, she says, when you take strength from someone you've never met, uh, and they do you. She is bloody brilliant. I think that's a nice one to yeah, finish on. Awesome. Um, although we did have one, one, one last <laughs> I know what's one coming. Uh, from JP. This who, sounds like one that uh, a message you'd probably send in. But. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, a big shout out to our kids. So to Harry, to Harper, to Archie and Lil, who came to Manchester, and they were jackasses. They were little superstars, all four. We had the power up sign. Yeah. Um, they were egging the runners on. They had the jelly beans. Yeah. A roll call. Yeah, a roll call to Harry as well because I think. You mentioned they walked about half marathon distance. Harry, Harry walked about so, uh, half marathon. Well yeah, done, Harry. Right. Yeah, yeah, awesome yeah. absolutely smashed it. Um, so I think that's it for our roll call this week, Matt. Yeah, brilliant stuff. Well done, everybody. Uh, a couple of thank yous before we get out of it. Who do you want to say thank you to this week, Matthew? Yeah, thank you to Joe Hammond for coming on, sharing a story, awesome, awesome chat, and uh, come through so much to get where she is. Uh, thank you to Graham Lindley for the super awesome, super, super awesome team. <laughs> I'm just taking piss from last time. <laughs> you keep doing it. You're terrible. <laughs> Carry on. Um, uh, thank you to you. Why? Oh, thank, thank, 
Thanks, thanks to Bemma then. Not you. Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly Ben and it. Emma. You're so. useless. Carry on. <laughs> Carry on. Who else do we need to thank? Me. Thank you. Thank you, me. Thankfully, you. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, do you know who we've got on next week? Yes, please. Oh, it's a good one. I know who it is. Ooh. <laughs> um, it, one of my absolute favourite people in the whole wide world. I saw him briefly in Manchester. Um, he was watching people go past at 25 miles whilst getting pissed um, out of a carrier bag. He was just, he just kept opening ca- every two minutes. Or so, <laughs> I think it was, he wasn't meant to be coming either, was he? he just no. rocked up. Oh no, he was meant to be doing an overnight ultra marathon, and in his own words, his leg felt a bit gimpy, so he decided not to. And instead, he came and got drunk oh. on the side of the road, supporting his good lady Jess. It is, of course. Mr. Slowfarer himself. It's only bloody Scott Reed. It is the best name on Instagram, I think, that one. It is. It's a very, very, very good name. Uh, And, uh, spoiler alert, Jack thought that was his actual surname. Um, I remember that. uh, Yeah, idiot. Uh, Yeah, Scott is, uh, all jokes aside, apart from being an absolutely awesome cat, um, Scott is a multi-time ultramarathon runner. Um, <laughs> You're trying to pick him up. Uh, yeah, it's brilliant. Just li- come and hear the story of how Scott ended up doing three ultra marathons in three weeks um, and nearly ruining his body forevermore. <laughs> it is a brilliant one. He's a gem and we love him. Yeah, if you don't follow him already, you need to. He's, 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 he's a funny chap. <laughs> yeah, he's good. He's good. Right, okay, that's about it from us, Matthew. Uh, thank you to you for being with me, sir. Making no, thank a trip you. Across Sheffield. Thank you to you for uh, feeding me later. Oh, yes, we've got a Thai red curry coming. I'm very excited <laughs> about it. Um, so for now all that's left for me to say is please do give us a follow uh, social media we're all over it Facebook Instagram Twitter YouTube TikTok uh, we've got our own website whatthefartlight.com it's not been updated in a while but watch this space we're going to get into stuff on the ASAP um, do send us a message let us know if you want to give me a follow on Instagram I'm at littlerunnerboyrob and I'm, 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 I'm Jake Jake Penfield Penfield uh, my name's Jack Penfield <laughs> I'm so fucking posh <laughs> I couldn't even bother coming on the show this week <laughs> <laughs> Um, that was less Jack Penfold, more Eric Cartman, wasn't it? But, uh, Matt, what's your, what's your, save, save this, what's your Instagram? My, my Instagram handle is at Matty Owl. At Matty Owl. Guys, may your runs continue to be wonderful. Don't forget to be excellent to each other. Be kind or be quiet. We love you. See you next week. Peace! I keep wondering. I keep, no, I like it. I just keep thinking how you're gonna keep it. Fresh. <laughs> <laughs>